Hello friends, welcome to, well, I was going to call it a Mavs party, but I don't know if we deserve a party. I don't know if the Mavs deserve a party after last night's game. We're, we're all still slightly sassy and hungover. However, the Mavericks did win tonight. They defeated the, the Orlando Magic and, you know, eventually kind of a shakeout game where they looked as rough as possible for the first half, despite Luka looking like a basketball uh, supernova. Uh, the third quarter, they slowly wore the magic down. And then in the fourth quarter, the bench unit really took a commanding lead. And then at the six-minute mark, they used a very similar lineup to what they did last night against the uh, Matt, or Thunder. And I felt closed the game pretty well. We had some sightings of players we've not seen very often this year. Uh, shout out to uh, Dorian Finney-Smith for making a statistical impact. He obviously makes a regular impact on the game, but... I thought he, you know, he shot the ball. Uh, he shot the ball well from the corners, confidently. Just enjoyed it. Um, all right. So now that we're here, uh, you guys uh, want to come up on stage and tell me what your thoughts are on the game. We'll hang out for a little bit tonight. Maybe cut this one a little bit early because I was up until about three in the morning doing uh, Mavs Moneyball stuff, and it's too early in the season for this bullshit. Um, all right. Uh, let's go first to Harris. I didn't plug in my mic. Ah. What are you thinking? Right, did you catch what are you thinking? Yeah. Oh, what's it called? I was just impressed by Tim this game and how he's, he closed the Nets game as well. They've been going to that lineup with him at the two uh, a lot. And it seems like what Kid likes. And I'm just wondering if he's playing well and if we even if we still need that third ball handler. But I'm just wondering like what the minutes look like with him when he works, if we get that somehow, and how the, how, how would we keep him worked in? Hey, yeah, you guys give cut cut Harris a break. He's uh he he's he sounds like he might be on the uh, the metro. And Tim is giving me Tim is giving me uh, uh to answer your question, Harris. I think that you know getting Tim involved over the long run is probably good for the Mavericks because one of two things is going to happen. One, we'll either find another home for him, which I think about half the chat would probably like. Or he he finds himself a pretty good rhythm. I saw somebody note that Tim, uh, you know, they didn't really like how he played. Well, he shot five of fifteen. That's true. I like the kind of shots he was getting. I also like the fact that he got to the free throw line. Um, I like the the kind of decisiveness for which he's playing. He's taking shots that I I think he can make. Um, not a ton of dribbling. I wish he would cut some of the long two stuff, but that um, that would be pretty brutal. Uh, if, if, you know, he, I, I felt he missed Christian Wood a number of times tonight, but so did half the team. So it's, it's, it felt like kind of a team-based problem. Um, but I was, uh, overall, I, I am encouraged by Tim's play the last several games, uh, relative to where he was for most of last season and to start the season this year. So yeah. Anyway, thanks for starting us off. I'm really sorry. I cannot believe I didn't have my mic plugged in. Uh, Spotify sent me this cool setup, and I did not have the the mic plugged all the way into the jack. That is so embarrassing and entirely my fault. Okay, coming up next, we got my East Coast man, Mr. Uh, Douglas. What's going hey, on? Hey, man. What's up? Well, you know, I, I found some remedies to where uh, I don't sound – I sound like I smoked one pack of Marlboro <laughs> instead of four. So we'll it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a mouse party. It's a mouse social right. hour. No, we're, we don't deserve a party. Not for not for what we did last night. It's all our fault at the match. Yeah, last night was brutal. I could even show up for that one. That one, that one was rough. But um, I mean, we yeah we needed to win. I mean, it was you know Luca doing his thing in the first half. Um, I wasn't able to watch too much of the game, so I you know I got to listen into what you guys saw. 
but from the few stuff I was able to see, I did saw I saw a possession in the third quarter where uh, you know, it was an offensive position by us. We missed a shot. Bobo got the rebound. He outran McGee because McGee's like the slowest guy on the court. And literally nobody was in front of him. And he he just blew the layup. But he just took he got the rebound into the ball coast to coast. And I'm just like, yo, what is going on with our defense? Like no communication there. Like well, it got better I mean, I don't as know. the game went on, if you'll believe it, because the first quarter okay. was atrocious where they were just giving yeah. up everything. And Bobo's the kind of player where if you don't see a guy like that regularly, you don't entirely know what to do with him. He is every inch of seven foot two. And he's very, he's got really long, fluid strides when he gets going. I know which player you're talking about because he should have just dunked it and he blew yeah. the layup. Um, he's, he's kind of a goofy guy. Yeah, I surprised me for the finger roll. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I was like, just just dunk it. Yeah, but um on a positive note, you know, in all the games that we did lose, um Spencer said it in the last post game, because I was able to watch that. He was like, you know, um, we lost a lot of double digit fourth quarter leads, but at the same time, we have a lot of double digit fourth quarter leads. So it's like, you know, we're we're putting the ball in the basket. We're, you know, we're we're I could know, be wrong. I think they've led every fourth quarter of the season. Yeah, like so, so. It's like we're there, but it's, we just gotta, you know, fix the kinks on defense. So we, you know, turn those out into wins. So I mean, like you said, the defensive thing, you know, it work itself out as the season get along. But um, I'm just happy that it seemed that even though we lost Brunson, we still kind of have a somewhat of a rhythm on offense where all these games pretty much we've pretty much had fourth quarter leads and significant fourth quarter leads at that. So yeah. Yeah, nice. It's nice. And it's been for a variety of different reasons each game. Um, and that gives me some sort of hope for the future if they can figure out elements of their rotation. I mean, I am firmly of the opinion that this JaVale McGee experiment, it just the sooner it ends, the better everyone can get along. Like Josh talked about this in the podcast. He and I just recorded that the Mavericks see like Luca to a certain extent plays a little harder. There's when when um Dwight Powell's in. Yeah. He's just not doing any any of the things all of us imagine that he could do with right. a seven foot frame, seven six wingspan, and really solid athleticism. He's just not displaying any of it. He looks like I'm just going to keep keep repeating this because it's true. He looks like DeAndre Jordan. There's you know it, it's very much like this is the same picture meme from The Office. Like it's, it drives me nuts. Yeah, I look at the box score. It showed when I last checked it. It showed that Wood had like what four or five shots. But, I mean, he did have, like, 10 rebounds. So that's, you know, you can't really let the offensive, you know, not getting shots affect. They got to get him the impact. ball. That was something that was very evident at times where Tim Hardaway in particular looked him off a lot. But he made up for it in other ways. I thought his defense was mostly pretty good. Not ideal. But, again, the whole team sort of struggled with with that. But, you know, the, the rebounding is dirty work type stuff where if you, you go get the ball, you, you go rebound when your team needs it. Like that, that says something to me. And, you know, Jason Kidd had a, had a, you know, he singled him out post game for, for, for doing some nice things, which is good. Yeah. And, um, Luca, he seemed like he probably listened to you when it comes to attacking more because it seemed like that's, if he continued that mindset for the whole season, he's going to average at least like 35 points a game because his free throws up. And I mean, you know, take the, take the three once, in, once in a while to keep the defense honest, but no one can check him inside the arc. And if he continues with that mindset, you know, with the, you know, the post of the fadeaway, the mid range he's man, he's going to, man, I don't know who's going to really be able to stop him. Nobody. 
Well, so before this game, he was averaging 35.2 and he scored 44. Is that right? Yeah, um, 44. So he'll that'll that'll trickle up a little bit. Um he's he had some moves in the second quarter that were disgusting. And I got a, a text from one of my friends that essentially said, like, they're, the Mavericks are using Luca how I use Luca in 2K, <laughs> which it's like, we're just going to, we're just going to make him bowl to the basket. Yeah. I, you know, he would have had 50 points if he hit his free throws tonight. He was that good. All right. All right, man. Good social hour. Hopefully, Wednesday, we have a party on Wednesday. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We get a couple of days rest. Thanks for hanging out, buddy. Talk soon. Thank all right, coming up next then is my man Chris. Chris, sorry to make you wait. Oh, you're good. You're good. Last night I kind of gave up a little early, uh, around 12:15. I that whole last night experience was just depressing. As a Mavs fan since 2000, I honestly can't say that I can remember us being up, let's say, around 16 points with four minutes to go and then losing it. Well, I mean, Tim well, McMahon had a tweet uh, this morning to to the effect where it is. Let me just go find it because it's that good of a tweet. Um, it was where did this go here? This was real bad. It was a, <laughs> a crazy statistic. NBA teams were nine thousand nine hundred and seventy-five and one when leading by sixteen plus points in the final four minutes of the fourth quarter over the last quarter century. <sighs> Make the Mavericks were simply the second team to do that in the last twenty-five years. So congratulations us. So I feel like our our sort of bitching and moaning and even bitching and moaning into this game was justified because it was a horrifying loss. And I was sticking with I just I knew we were going to win. I, I just knew because I just have confidence. I knew Luke was going to close it out. And I know we're talking about I'm talking about last night's game, but. Every time I see, I never heard of Isaiah Joe. Every time I see this guy now, I'm just going to have that Jimi Hendrix song in my head. That he was hey, so he was hey Joe. he was my guy going back to so I you know I, I my 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 internet shtick for all of 2017 and 18 was like basically willing the universe to to send Luka Doncic to the Mavericks for 2018 2019. I had settled in on Isaiah Joe because this guy in college heaved like 10 or 11 three-point shots a game and shot like 44 percent from three he was like that's all he did though was all he did was shoot threes and i'm like when this was back before dorian had really kind of turned into the dorian we know and i'm like we just need guys like this that are gonna shoot now what makes that funny is like now that's kind of all the mavericks have is like guys that really want to shoot the three-pointer and so it's like it's just a terrible call by me and of course he kills us last night yeah, man, you know, tonight with Josh Green, I think he made one or maybe two three-pointers. I don't know. He, but la- last night, he was just taking the dr- driving the ball and just messing up. But just stay where you're at. Just get ready. Like You're going to get the ball. Just don't have to move. Just shoot the ball. Like, I think he's a pretty decent three-point shooter. I mean, I mean, he hasn't shot. I think he's like six for nine this year. We need, so we need to see volume. But so far this year, all his – Offensive moves, let's just kind of categorize all his shots together. Shots, drives, whatever. I like them. Uh, he had a finish around the rim tonight that was fantastic. And, he, you know, if he's going to play 20 minutes, I'd like him to take four shots. tonight. He and if he's playing seven. decent on defense, I'm not really paying attention to how, how effective he is on defense. I think he's doing okay. Wait, uh, but see, see, you sort of said it. Okay, not all. None of us are, are real defensive experts. Let's just be honest with ourselves here. Right. But if he's not pissing you off, that's a step in the right direction. And right. I agree with you. I think he's playing nice defense. I think his footwork and angles are good. Um, he's he's made it. You know, there's a little bit of like Mavs fan insanity over him right now. But I do think that he's made a case for continued minutes. And I really like that lineup that started the fourth quarter tonight and last night, where it's it's these guys that all. 
you know, he, he makes things better by playing hard and it, you know, all, it's like the right blend of guys. Yeah. And I think after last night's game and, you know, in the first quarter of this game, I just had to turn my knob a couple down, uh, notches down on expectations of this team. I was like, now it's like, now you're hoping they're even get out of the first round. Like, you get the whole play-in thing. I'm confident Luca. That's the worst case scenario. We get in a play-in tournament. You know, I think Luca's going to take over. It's a long, long season, man. Yeah, the long what? season. It's just this team guys is, getting funks. Uh, guys get out of funks. Um, you know, Dorian played a good game tonight. Dorian played. You know, statistically, you never know. It's it's like Maxi has is O of his last eight from threes. He hits one of those last night. I'm convinced they win. Right. You know, it's little stuff like that over the course of the year. We it, the Mavs will connect at the right time. You know, we talked about this last year kind of extensively. It's much better to be playing good at the end of the season than at the beginning. You want them to work out some of their kinks. I do think it's kind of reasonable to sort of put a ceiling on your limitate on your expectations for this team. But you know, one of the things that just is standing out to me is I don't really see like the teams at the top right now. Everybody's sort of so-called contenders coming into the year. Yeah, or sloppy. Like the Warriors got their butts kicked tonight by just the think, by the uh, Pistons. I think. And, and I know Kawhi Leonard's out, but just thank God. I mean, we're as a Mavs fan, we've won at least one championship. Clippers, they're they're cursed. They've never even won a title, and then this is the year that you, they come into. Like it seems like, oh, they're fit title favorites, and they're. I mean, I know Kawhi Leonard's not playing, but they're, yeah, they're losing against some bad teams right now. So it, it, things can be much worse, and it is a long season. But the whole Javale McGee thing is just so. Scary, stupid right now. What's going on with this whole thing? And oh, did you see uh, Jason Kidd's post conference? He's like, "Yeah, all the bigs played great tonight. Uh, Christian Wood, uh, Maxi Kleber." And then he kind of paused for a second. He didn't want to say Jamel McKee. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, yeah, play, our bigs played great tonight." So it's just like, "Oh my God, we're this is kind of a mess right now." But it is. Uh, it is. Last question, real quick. I was wondering about next summer when we're done with the whole Porzingis giving away the pick to the Knicks. Uh, how many picks do we have? Like, so you can trade, like you can get really funky uh, where. So they owe the Knicks pick here for 2023. So they could, once they're free of that obligation, they could then trade 2024, 2026, 2028, 2030, and then do pick swaps for the other years if they really. Oh, Lord, we can get a big fish right just from, yeah, from a trade. That's crazy. Right. You know, I'm hopeful that the market sort of resets on pick related stuff just because I don't like doing this sort of thing. The best teams in the league, yeah. year in and year out, have built elements through the draft. The Warriors. Yeah. yeah. The Warriors. I mean, Cavaliers have done this. Uh, the, the Celtics are really good. Like, you know, the the damn New Orleans Pelicans are a great example of this. Like you just picks are important. And I understand why Cuban went away from them in the later Dirk years. This is not that. The Mavericks need cheaper assets. And unless like the, the market changes totally, they gotta be sure because the next move, we've said this, is is the last move because they're you know, there's only so many years in the contract. And you yeah. don't want to give so- away the farm for somebody you're not sure of. Right, just hope these guys can click. Yeah, lastly, just hopefully yeah, Finney Smith, Bullock, you know, hopefully when Bertans comes back, if they just hit two or three th- threes a game themselves because they're going to get their open shots with everybody, you know, doubling Luka constantly. I, you know, I, we just got to rack up some wins. We just got to get on a wing streak sure. and we'll feel better about the team. So That's true. Just just get a couple games over 500. We'll feel better. Yeah, let's go Mavs. All right, thanks, bud. Talk soon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go to... My guy, Christian. 
Hey, Kirk. How are you? A little better. A little better. Working uh, working out the kinks and the old uh, allergy. I'm apparently just allergic to the <laughs> That's not a good thing uh, if you live here. But, um, gosh, last night's loss was so infuriating. Literally halfway through OT, I just stopped watching because it just – there was no energy at all. And already I think you're seeing small changes. Like, McKee only played nine minutes, and – those nine minutes were infuriating, but you're seeing it. Like McGee is just not going to be in this rotation at all pretty soon, I think. And I, I know a lot of people just don't like Dwight Powell, but I think I said it a few. I think I said it in the Brooklyn game. Uh, Dwight Powell, he just gives you energy and effort, and you're not seeing those from McGee. And when you get energy and effort from Dwight, I feel like every everyone else is also trying, um, which is good. Like. I think you need that no matter what the situation is. And that's the one positive. And of course, Josh Green is playing a lot better, which I thought was really key. And you're seeing him take a few more shots. Yes, he can take more, but you're also seeing him put energy and effort in. And I think that that's helping the whole team a lot. Of course, the defense is still a problem. Like it doesn't really look great, but um I don't know. What did you What did you feel like? I, it's hard to completely pinpoint what the Mavericks need to do because it, it feels so much like a few people will be having a good game and then no one else will. I was muted there. Well, I mean, that's going to be the nature of any team sport where you want to have enough guys to where if somebody has an off night, you can survive it. And right now we're waiting to see someone take kind of a firm second place with the Mavericks. Um, I don't know when that will happen. I assume it will be at some point, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie was going to have good games. He's going to have bad games. Christian Wood, I just need to see more involved in the offense, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel much better than I did last night for obvious reasons, but a lot of the same concerns still exist. For sure. And I, I think probably one of the things I'm seeing is that, McGee is out of the rotation and Powell is your backup big and Christian Wood is probably starting. And I think the one positive is when, even when Christian Wood is not getting the shots on the offensive end, even though like he was like three of five, I feel like on, on offense, but he was still contributing on the defensive end. And I think that was always, I feel like that was a concern going into the season that, Oh, if Wood doesn't get his shots, what is he going to do defensively? And I don't think he's been a, liability which i think is a positive overall well and that's that's you know kind of all we can hope for at a certain point for sure it's it's so early in the season i the way i put it is every game is like the temperature and the thing that's so frustrating is the frustrating is the temperature just keeps going from like 100 to negative like to to zero or to negative 10 or but the climate i feel like is kind of at the same place. Like I'm not completely convinced about this team. I think they can definitely make the playoffs and, and, you know, I think my goal is still, you know, I don't have the expectations of Western conference finals. Like I think that's that I don't want to say it's a fluke, but it's a very difficult thing to do for any team. And I think my goal is still a first round win, but you know, it's so early in the season. It's hard to say what you want to do. And, the team composition will probably change. And I think the one thing I trust a little bit is what we've seen from this front office is they've kind of just 
bar the signings, when they make trades, they make trades for low value assets in the sense that you think about what Spencer Dinwiddie was when he got traded to the Mavericks was kind of a low value asset in the sense that I don't know how many teams would have really cared to have had him at all. And None. He this, was a huge ma- negative access, a- a- asset. Exactly. And I, I don't think he's necessarily a massive positive right now, but he's definitely better. Like I think more teams would be willing to take him. And I think it's the same with Christian Wood. Like you think about what went for the trade in Christian Wood. And I think he's showing that he can obviously be a positive player. So I, I'm not necessarily expecting a blockbuster trade even, even next year, but I think that's kind of an important thing, and it's something we haven't seen from the Mavericks in so long, is taking advantage of really of negative situations on other teams and for your own benefit. And it's so soon. It's so soon, and it's so hard. I think it's just it's good that the team finally got a win where it didn't feel like they had to crawl all the way out. They just had to sustain their same levels. For sure. Well, uh, thanks for hanging out, man. Thank you. No, I mean, when is our next game? Because I, 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 I literally cannot remember. When's, that's that's kind of worrying because I feel like the two-day rest thing Yeah, but they just played three games weird. in four nights. There were times tonight where everybody looked gassed because they hadn't played last time too much. That's true. I, I, it's weird. Like like you said, really the only teams I look I've looked at this early season that I feel like, oh, they're just they're do- they're dominating teams or Milwaukee and Cleveland. Like those have really been the most consistent teams who have not lost I felt like bad games. But you know, uh Chris just mentioned like the Clippers, the, the Warriors, the Heat just lost to the Kings and like it's so early in the season it's really hard to tell who is you know, who is what right now. So, yeah, I think it is important the team wins, but I also understand the ideas of, like, experimenting a little. It's definitely frustrating, but th- we're seeing a lot of a lot of positive that I think we just didn't see at all at the beginning of last season. That makes me a little more overall positive, if that makes sense. It does, though I wish we had more wins. For, right, si- man, for sure, for sure. Much. Thank you. All right, coming up next, we have Harold. What's up, Harold? Hey, Kirk. Uh, good to have a win. Um, it's kind of a relief more than anything. Sure. <laughs> um, I, I did want to just kind of add to the conversation about, um, you know, I've always, at least this season, I've been pretty um, bullish on the Mavs. Um, I really thought that they are, well, they were a better team than they were last year. And, the way I saw it is that, you know, their potential is definitely higher for where it was last year because I do think that the addition of, of Wood gives Luca another toy on the inside that he didn't have before. I mean, I didn't think that losing Brunson was going to hurt, but I actually do think that losing Brunson has hurt a lot more than um, than I realized. And the reason for that is, you know, Brunson, he's the kind of player, he's a real steadying presence. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot, and he's pretty pretty clutch and pretty automatic from the mid-range. Real difficult shot uh, type stuff. Yeah, and, you know, you can imagine over these, you know, people have been saying we should be 5-0, and or now we should be 6-0 and um, against Phoenix, you know, we went scoreless for like a few minutes there in the fourth quarter in that game. We went scoreless for a few minutes 
um, in the other game that we lost in the fourth quarter recently. And you could totally see how Brunson would have hit a couple of shots just because he just always does hit a couple of those mid-range. And those runs against Phoenix that we were losing and then against um, the other team that I can't remember right now, those runs were created by turnovers. Turnovers often will turn the tide of a game. Turnovers just, you know, runs because of turnovers. And Jalen, he doesn't turn the ball over. He never really turns the ball over. He's, he's very, very good at holding on to the ball. Unlike Dinwiddie, he's a little bit more volatile. Luca can sometimes be volatile, but... Um, you see how many turnovers the boys had tonight? I don't know how many. Yes, this is a riot. <laughs> I have no clue. 20. <laughs> Four, wow, that's great. Luca yeah, that's had good. none. That's fantastic. Luca never has no turnovers. Yeah. But I know what you mean. From a game-to-game basis, where they've really gotten kicked in the pants with these turnovers, is not like 20 throughout the game. They have like four mm-hmm. in a row, and it's yeah. just murdering all form of momentum. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think that our our highs are very high right now, and as you can see from the games, and our lows are very low. And I just think with Brunson, our highs, if we had them now with Wood and everything, our highs would still be the same. But our floor would be more managed um, in these games. I don't think we'd hit these rock bottom where, you know, we have to rely on Luca to do everything. We would have Brunson there to help him out. And I just and I don't really, I'm not really sure about Dinwiddie. He he's not very steady. He's very good, and he's I mean I value what he does, but he's just not steady like Brunson. So we'll no, see I'm where gonna... it goes. No, no, yeah. We're we're a dangerous team, that that's for sure. I mean, you saw that against Memphis, you saw that against Phoenix, sure. um, but we're also just really volatile right now. And I do hope that that term. Jason Kidd, the genius that he is as a coach, as you know, <laughs> that <laughs> he's able to figure out some good lineups that are are a lot more steady than they are right now. So we'll we'll see. We got a long season, like you said. That's right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Harold. All right, my pleasure. Take care. Let's go to Logan. What are you thinking, Logan? How's it going, Kirk? It's going. What are you? What, what's going on tonight? What's on your mind? Um. So I was thinking about like r- angles to reaching a kind of ceiling, or like the defense and Christian Wood seem so obvious, but it's like we just talked about it a million times about Christian Wood. Like they have to get him integrated. Like, I mean, I just got to get him touches. I don't really. Like, I want them to do more Luke and him pick and roll, but I feel like it's just a matter of, like, empowering him. So that one's kind of like, how many times can you talk about it? The defense, I wanted to say, like, for stretches, I thought the defense played better, and that's when we came back. Like, you basically could just tell, like, the game flipped when they were being more aggressive. And um, they just looked more like last year, like, really dialed in, really aggressive. And I'm wondering if, like, the McGee minutes are just really – killing us that much because even though it's only like a 10 to 4 run in these close games because we're like playing the drop and it just gets killed and I don't know if maybe y'all have noticed enough to be like okay the way that they're playing defense is actually different to where I stop anything at the rim but I do feel like it, it just looks better when he's in there I mean he knows it better he can actually move so I'm just trying to think of like how the defense can get better I that's where the McGee signing doesn't make any sense because your defense last year, the defense for the Mavericks last year was based on controlled aggression 
and commitment to rotation. Good way to put it. And, and commitment to rotations. Where Kidd got killed in his second Milwaukee Bucks year was they had ran this incredibly aggressive uh, defensive scheme. And by the year two, it just got picked apart. I felt that the Mavericks had a very well-oiled defensive philosophy where you were getting the best out of all the guys that you had. Uh, it worked against them against the Warriors because the Warriors basically are designed to grind your defense into dust. But for the rest of the season, I thought it was really effective. So to go get a drop base center. So weird. Is Well, I mean, it's stupid. Yeah. And it's like, like I'm not going to mince words. Like to me, a lot of what they decided to do this off season was attempt to build something that addressed problems that weren't as big as they actually made them out to be. Right. And a lot of Mavs fans wanted the Mavericks to go get help on the boards. Okay. But you made it to the Western conference finals by not giving a shit about the board. Yeah. Well, we were like mobile and that was part of why our defense was so good and part of how we were winning playoff games. And then so good that they made our very mobile team look slow. And then that's why Kevon Looney was always open and just yes, had yeah. to just had to dunk it in. So people kept being like, well, we got a center in there, in there killing us. So obviously we just need some other dude who's big. And it's like, that's not actually the case. The Warriors are just so good. They stretch you so far that you end up even like a good mobile team where we're not playing a center. We yes. were still just like rotated to death. Yes. Well, I mean, Brett in the chat says playing drop is mostly bad. Like that is a, a kind of defensive phraseology at this point. No good team plays drop. Except um, Milwaukee. It, it's like a weird Coach Bud thing. Coach Bud has all the weird shit like that that doesn't make sense. Like, right. But I know they play it a Did we lose you? Hello? Hey, your, uh, my signal got weak for a second. Don't know what happened there. Sorry about that. Um. So, yeah, I just don't really know... Like, last year it took a while to gel, but this is the same system. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, are we going to be, like, the 18th defensive team and we need to just kind of lean into offense for the sake of winning regular season games? I mean, that's kind of too macro to know. But I'm just, like, trying to figure out how we – I mean, I think Josh Green helps. Yeah. (laughs) I really do. Like, he's been really good on defense. Yeah. I'm not sure what they do because I just – from what we've seen this year – the kind of not really been impressed by a lot of the rotations from game to game, but that's something where if we're really being honest, the Mavericks were good at defense from like January 1st until right after trade deadline. And then things went kind of sideways and then they rode a reputation and then they cut down their, um, they cut down their, their uh, rotation and then they made it work again. And, you know, you're not going to be like a top five team all year long. You need to be like good in chunks and figure out ways to make things work and then adapt as offenses, figure out your defense. And right now they've just had these games where they start off so poorly or they go through stretches where they play so poorly that it's hard to say, like, what exactly is going wrong? Where, you know, honestly, the, the Josh Green minutes have been good. I mean, there just haven't been enough of them for me to make any huge determination about whether that's something that's sustainable for like 25 minutes or 15 minutes. So it can't just be like, this is what Josh Green does. And then Mm -hmm. so if you plug that in, because you just don't even know if that's going to be replicable. Because to me, I mean, I'm not going to go on a whole like start Josh Green like crazy thing, but I'm just kind of saying stuff that he noticeably helps. I like 
the way, you know, Luca grinds the clock down, and we all know what Luca is. Josh Green is kind of the only guy that just from his natural zip and, and, and like, inclination to be a Tasmanian devil, I like when him and Luca are, like, paired on the perimeter because he starts doing crazy shit, and it starts to – the ball just moves. And yeah. I think Brunson helped with the ball move, and I didn't want to go in. I have all so much stuff to say about just how Brunson would help us, but he kept the ball moving. And he was purposeful on offense. Like, he knew what he wanted to do. And besides Luca, I don't feel like we have a lot of, like, purpose-driven decisions on offense. Like, beside, whatever Luca's doing, Luca. but besides that. And I think that's a big place where we miss Brunson because, I mean, he's Villanova point guard. Like, it's just what he's born to, you know, born doing it. But I think even though Green can't do that, I'm just watching that bench lineup that goes on those runs and the ball is zipping. And I know, like, you can't say Luca's overrated because he holds on the ball a long time. Like, he's incredible. But I do want there to be that balance where it's like every once in a while, because last year I think we were at our best when the ball zipped around. Like it still was like Luca running it all and he was going to go slow. But every once in a while you get those five, six pass possessions yep. and those aren't happening. They're just bouncing around the perimeter, going nowhere. Yeah. Well, still plenty of time to figure things out. And, uh, you know, with the homestand, three more games, including one weird Nets game. Uh, hopefully they will notch up some more wins and we'll actually get some some pretty good, you know, lineup data to talk about. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks, man. Talk soon. You, Chris. Sorry, I'm having weird uh, technology issues tonight. That's my fault. Um, let's go to Grayson. Hey, Kurt. Uh, y'all already hit a lot of the points that I was going to cover. I just wanted to point out, like – that what Luke is doing is really remarkable, especially, I mean, he's, his, his, his average is probably going to be over 37 or 38 now after tonight. And he's doing it without his three ball, which is what's really exciting to me is he has not shot the three very well this season so far. Uh, yeah. Ronald just said the same thing in the chat. Like that's exactly what I'm saying. If Lucas starts hitting that three ball, this is, it's going to get out of control. Yeah. But I, I love seeing him drive I, because it oh, too, he gets 100%. away from the drive when his three ball goes like two or three times. He wants to shoot. Like he still shot nine threes tonight. Did you realize that? Yeah, he was two for nine tonight. It's, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It's like I, – but I agree. Their offense works better when he drives because it gives it gives them a chance. He's more efficient at the rim. Well, so like period. too. He just like gets in there and does right. mean things to a variety of players in a variety of different ways. Like he bodied Bull Bull at one point so bad that felt like. Bull. Well, also one of my like speaking on the demoralizing aspect of it, one of my favorite things about Luca, and it's like one of the best and worst things about Luca is that he likes to go at the other team's best defender. And the disadvantage of that is obviously you're going at their best defender. But the advantage is, like the Nets game the other night, if he's just scoring over and over again on Ben Simmons, who at one point was one of the best perimeter defenders, if not the best perimeter defender in the NBA, like that's that's tough to see. Uh, that's tough to see, you know, as an opponent. But anyway, I'm excited to see if Lucas three ball starts going. I think it will eventually. I mean, we have to regress back to the mean at some point. Um, and I mean, I'm interested to see where the the free throw shooting goes to because uh, so far it's been all right. You know, he didn't shoot it super well tonight, but um, he's opened the season a lot better than I can remember him opening it from the free throw line. Well, thanks for yeah for coming up and talking tonight. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. All right. Last but not least, my man Ruben. Ruben, how you doing? Hey, Kirk. Can you hear me? Okay. 
I can. Welcome, welcome. Oh, man. Um, just glad tonight went different than last night. I had to go to a Halloween party just to get that off my mind, just get shit-faced pretty much. Um, but no, um, tonight, a couple of things I did notice tonight um, is it wasn't during the whole game. Um, first off, all the McGee talk, it kind of reminds me, well, in my mind, I feel like we're at square one again after we lost the Western Conference Finals. Uh, we were trying to find solutions to get Powell out of the rotation. And now that we're back, oh, Powell, hat, we're all in the mind of Powell has to start. It kind of puts me like in mind state of square one um, until something changes in the um, uh, the starting lineup. Um, Another thing was I'm starting like towards the end of this game is I started giving a little bit of credit how Luca looks this year, you know, averaging 35 points a game is kind of contributed to um, Christian Wood in my in my opinion, because I noticed towards the end of the game, um, I feel I don't know how many uh, minutes he played tonight, but I started to notice that he he has a lot of gravity. Um, he was averaging what 25 a game starting out. Um, and I feel like teams are starting to, Hey, let's stick to this guy like they're doing Dorian. Um, but I did notice Luca kind of like kind of clears everybody out, but he tells Wood to kind of stay close or like stay, give me a little bit of space. And in this game, um, Luca got his 30 in the halftime by halftime because his guy was so far f with Christian Wood that literally, like, um, you know, the weak side is literally open and he can get to the goal anytime he wants. But, you know, if it's Reggie or Dorian or Spence next to him, they're kind of like sagging off. You know, he, he the, the guy that's guarding Luca can still um, get help. Um, but towards the end of this game, I noticed, you know, with C. Wood in there, um, he has gravity that Luca does when Luca doesn't have the ball in his hand. And hopefully I'm hoping that, you know, after, you know, Jason Kidd, um, does all his tinkering that, you know, he allows, you know, I'm still on team. C would start. I, I, he gives, he gives you more than Dwight. He gives you more than McGee. Just his gravity alone can, you know, help us start games quicker. Um, you know, with McGee out there, he has to, you know, do the pick and roll, but everybody on the other team knows he's rolling. Um, but would, he has the gravity and you have to stay with him. Um, I, I feel like once that happens, if it happens, I hope it happens. We start having quicker starts and we're not relying on our second unit so much um, like we like we have in the past couple games. Um, and I just don't want to be at square one because that's not a, a winning uh, recipe in the playoffs with Dwight Powell out there. With Christian Wood, um, you know, he's coming along. Um, and I, I just hope Jason Kidd sees that and doesn't get caught in his feelings. And I, I don't know what it is, what's going on with him against Christian Wood at this point after his comments last night. That kind of that kind of irked me a lot last night because um, I feel like no coach should ever just like call out a player, a new player that's trying to learn the team in what your fifth or fourth game. That that was real shitty to me. But but just my two outlooks 
for the rest of the season after he's done tinkering. I hope Christian Wood starts and call me crazy, but I hope, uh, you know, if I, if you look at the stats, Josh Green pretty much gave you what Reggie is giving you, but plus the energy. Um, and I heard people, you know, in the last couple guys say when he's out there, he may do, he's, he's learning. He's super young. He may do a stupid play, but I guarantee you, if you look at the film, the next play he causes a turnover or he does something super spectacular. Um, but you have to, you know, he has to learn how to play you know, those, those amount of minutes. Um, and I would love to see him in the starting lineup with Seawood, Dorian, uh, Luca and Spence. Um, I like what I see from Spence. He just needs to work on his lob. He can't throw a lob for, for anything, but that's what I saw tonight. Um, stinky at the passing. It's really funny. Yeah. And, and just, just, and, just to give, you know, Josh Green his flowers, I, we can all see the progress he has made. Um, and I feel like for the Mavs to be a good team, you brought up a good point. I don't want to see us trade all our picks. And, you know, and I hope that does go down next year or whenever our picks are available. Um, because young players like that, they may, um, you know, go through their bumps and bruises. But I feel like every team we've lost to this year, it's a guy that, oh, he hasn't played it ever or he just got on the team or he just got back from the G League. I'm like, you, these other teams are giving these guys a try and some of them show up, some of them don't. But if you like empower your young players to just go out there and do what they can do best, you're going to get the fruits of their labor. And we are definitely getting the fruits of our um, of Josh Green's labor. And right now he is playing just as good as Seawood, Luca, um, and I would, you know, like to see him kind of transplant Reggie oh, because looking at these games, good. Reggie no. and Dorian are Come on, gassed. Man. Come on, I'm I'm saying you 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 gotta. I no, see your tweets is, and no, you're giving Josh kind of, Green a lot of props. Kind of standard setting I'm talking about where there's a difference between saying Wood needs to play more than ten minutes a game, being like, oh, he needs to supplant proven playoff rotation guy Reggie Bullock. No. <laughs> what so so basically what's going to happen is they're going to be gassed they are gassed you know and just, that, I mean if they want to play him a few more minutes i think that's how you find a few more minutes like tonight tonight you know would uh, um reggie played like 29 minutes like to you know, playing under 35 minutes a game for a lot of these guys i think it's productive over the course of the year but when they play like 38 42 minutes a game things like that that's not great um, but team and, building was how long is uh, Reggie under contract for? Does he have this a year, year left? Year. Two years? This huh? year, next year. This year, next year. Yeah. If you can grow Josh Green to surplant Reggie and put him on the bench, that makes come on. That you can't tell me that doesn't make it's your second unit happen because Josh Green has taken fourteen shots this year. This year, fourteen this, shots <laughs> this year. This is a volume-based problem. Everybody gets all like this, where it's like you have to have guys that are willing to take eight to ten shots a game. And, and you and, and you gotta have guys that know how to cut to the best. He sure. does so much in my book. He does so much more than Reggie. He was good. He'd be good. This is the stuff that drives me crazy about the Josh Green discussion. We can tell him that he did a good job without being like. You know, I really think this guy should be a starter. No, he should be a rotation guy, and they should find more minutes for him. 
if we could play him 20 minutes a game every night, I would be pleased as punch because he does do some fun stuff. That's that's fine. And my last point, and I'll get off. What they had the same amount of points, Reggie and uh, Josh Green uh, tonight, pretty much, I think. Yeah. If, if, if more games go down the line and Josh Green is outscoring and he's giving you more, hitting I his have, threes. I have 10 years of Reggie Bullock data that shows month by month he shoots the ball better every single month. He, the fact I that hope he's that's... actually not shooting like 10% from three is kind of shocking to me because last year he was <laughs> so bad. You were like, do you remember? We were like, let's trade this guy. Like, let's trade him uh, immediately. Yeah. I, I wouldn't – I'm never like trade people. No, I don't want to – go down there but if ja- if jason kidd keeps shitting on christian wood it's not going to end good for this team well, like you you i'm going to end on a christian wood point because you brought something up that i think is worth talking about thank you for hanging out reuben okay all right so the one thing that kind of drives me nuts about luka Doncic pick and rolls is that they're often mismatch hunts they're not actual pick and rolls or pick and pops luka looks for a player that he wants it's bomb hunting and then he isolates and I think with Wood, we're seeing very few pick and rolls with Luca at this point relative to what I would consider to be an actual pick and roll where he gets the guy that he wants off of like a soft rub screen that's not even a real screen. Like Luca does not use screens outside of Dwight Powell for any effective purpose other than getting a switch. Um, and I think if we're to get see, see more Wood involved in the offense, we need some actual pick and rolls, pick and pops, pick and flare screen. There's all sorts of stuff you can do off pick and rolls. And Luca, quite reasonably, and this is the thing that drives people nuts, is he's playing the math that him getting the isolation that he wants is the best play. And he's right because he's scoring 35 plus points a game. But I think that, like, so some people in chat are like, oh, what's going on with Wood? What's going on with Wood? I think this works itself out in the wash over time. I really do. Wood is too good. When they get him the ball in isolation positions, particularly on mismatches in the post, he scores. He draws fouls. The foul drawing is something that they've gotten away from from Wood the past couple of games, and I think that hurts them. I'm sure you guys saw that the Mavericks are leading the league in free throw attempts. Wood is a big part of that because he draws the fouls. Luka doesn't get any foul calls relative to how much he drives and gets bumped. So I I wouldn't worry about Wood in the long term right now. Um, I want to see him more involved, and I feel pretty good about that. All right, guys, we had a great time, uh, a nice little Mavs social. Maybe we'll have a party on Wednesday. Thanks so much for hanging out. I appreciate every single one of you who take the time to come up here and talk with me. Um, we need to find, you know, some of our some of our old favorites from last season that have yet to pop back in here because uh, we we need some of the the angry energy that we get uh, from from people that aren't me. Everybody, be good. Come by MavsMoneyBall.com on Tuesday. We have a piece that I'm really looking forward to on why our guy Clint hates Mavs man. Um, he's really funny. Everybody be good, and we will talk soon. Have a great start to your week.